Did you have trouble sleeping last night? Were you tossing and turning, plagued by nightmares, or maybe awakened by the sound of your own snoring? If so, our book critic Maureen Corrigan has a book to recommend for you. Step, if you will, into my bedroom at night. Don't worry, this is a PG-rated invitation. At first, all is tranquil. My husband and I, exhausted by our day's labors, slumber, comatose in our bed. But somewhere around 2 a.m., things begin to go bump in the night. My husband's body starts twitching, like Frankenstein's monster receiving his first animating shocks of electricity. Thrashing about, he'll kick me and steal the covers. In his dreams, he's always fighting or being chased. One night he said he dreamt Dick Cheney was gaining on him. Meanwhile, I'm not a completely innocent bystander. I'm told I sometimes snore loudly. And then there's the dog, who starts out the night curled at the bottom of the bed, but by dawn has usually crept up to my pillow and snuggled atop my head. She snores, too, and farts. Our rock'em sock'em nightly routine, however, appears tame compared to David K. Randall's nocturnal adventures. As he describes in his new book, Dreamland, Randall awoke one night to find himself collapsed in the hallway outside his bedroom, howling in pain because he'd sleepwalked straight into a wall. In turn, Randall's after-midnight mishaps are nothing compared to the accounts in his book of people who've driven cars, committed sexual assault, and even murder, all while supposedly sound asleep. Dreamland is a lively overview of recent research into sleep, the activity that occupies nearly a third of our lives, yet whose secrets continue to mystify scientists and lay people alike. Randall is a reporter at Reuters. His chapters here read like magazine articles, and his style sometimes veers towards the glib. But those flaws noted, Randall's accounts of, among other things, new discoveries about insomnia, the burgeoning business of fatigue management, and the suggested links between exposure to artificial light and higher rates of diseases like breast cancer among night shift workers are as stimulating as a double shot of espresso. One particularly fascinating sleep fact that Randall reports here is that the sleep rhythms of the human brain have fundamentally changed over the centuries. Medieval literary texts and medical manuscripts make reference to a mysterious first sleep and second sleep. The first sleep began shortly after sundown and lasted till after midnight. When people woke up, they would pray, read, have sex, whatever. The second sleep then lasted till sunup. In experiments, researchers have found that when people live solely by natural light, they revert back to this ancient, segmented sleep pattern, and that chemically, the body in that interval between first and second sleep is in a state equivalent to what you might feel after spending a day at the spa. It seems that thanks to the light bulb, the entire industrialized world is sleeping unnaturally. Another eye-opener in Randall's book is the chapter on dream research. 
the camps are split between Freudians, who view dreams as encoded messages from the unconscious, and pragmatists, who regard dreams as a kind of organic byproduct of deep REM sleep. In that latter group are contemporary researchers who've discovered that the average dream tends to be unhappy, anxious, and even violent, hence my husband's nightly thrashings. Researchers, though, are also finding that there's a big payoff to these pillow time hallucinations. Our dreaming brains consolidate information and develop innovative solutions to our waking problems. Randall tells a story about how, in 1964, the champion golfer Jack Nicklaus was suffering an inexplicable slump. Then, a few days before he was scheduled to play the British Open, he had a dream in which he held his golf club slightly differently. When he woke up, Nicholas ran out to the golf course and gave the dream grip a try. Sure enough, he was back in business. I'm partial to any research that recommends taking a Dagwood nap in response to life's dilemmas. Ironically, though, Dreamland is not a book to read before bedtime. As Randall rightly says, the more you know about sleep, the more its strangeness unnerves you. Maureen Corrigan teaches literature at Georgetown University. She reviewed Dreamland by David K. Randall. You can read an excerpt on our website, freshair.npr.org, where you can also download podcasts of our show.